Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be with you all this evening. I give thanks to our pastors of Lifeline System of Churches, Pastor Reggie, Pastor London. Just so excited to um, share this word. Um, I was going through the word, and have you ever like studied the word and you found something that excited you, something that you hadn't seen before, or if you have, you saw it with fresh eyes? So that's what I saw uh, when I was studying for tonight, just something that excited me. So you guys ready? Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Um, so this is a season that we're in of heightened and expectant faith. And that's why we see so many things, miraculous things going on around us. We see answered prayers in rapid succession. We see so many miracles. We see so many signs, wonders, multiple breakthroughs. And it's not a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. This is happening because of our heightened faith. God is responding to our faith. The heavens are open up. There are no longer the barriers of unbelief or doubt or fear that are preventing or blocking the blessings of God from flowing down to us. Amen. Amen. So because things are happening so quickly, we're seeing the manifested presence of Amos 9.13. You know, it's one thing happening after the other. I wanted to talk about tonight the word suddenly. Suddenly. And tonight we're going to be talking about preparing for your suddenly experience. Amen? Amen. So when you look in the Bible at the word suddenly... You know, it's usually appearing, it's moments where God is breaking through into a situation, seemingly out of nowhere or unexpectedly. But when I began to really study this, I started to see that a lot of these suddenly moments, certain behaviors, actions, words, things happen right directly before the suddenly. Amen? Amen. So it wasn't necessarily as haphazard or unexpectedly as we would think. Because a lot of times when we think of the word suddenly, people use it in the context of, you know, oh, I suddenly won the lottery. Well, there had to be an action that went before you went in the lottery. You had to buy a ticket. Amen. Amen. So things just don't suddenly happen. Or you say, oh, I suddenly got pregnant. We know some actions, amen, had to happen before you can say that you're pregnant. Or a lot of times people say like, oh, I suddenly lost my job. For some people it may be suddenly, but for a lot of people you can kind of trace, you know, back like they didn't come to work this day, they didn't do that on time. So there is always something that goes before that. And, you know, a lot of times when it suddenly is happening so quickly in our life without warning seemingly, we don't realize that there has to be that something, some word, some some action, some prayer, some prayer praise something that happened before that. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. How to prepare for the suddenlies in your life. I made up a word. It's called suddenlies. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about how to prepare for your own suddenlies. Repeat after me. Say, I can prepare for my own suddenlies. Amen. You can and you should live a life of expectancy that at any moment, any second, God is about to jump into your situation and change it all around. Amen. God can break in. How many of you want God to break into your situations? Amen. Just like he broke in for Paul and Silas in the prison. Amen. Or like he broke in for the woman with the issue of blood. How many want that suddenly experience from God? 
Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about. This all started after the faith conference. I started researching the word hasten as it relates to in um, Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12, how God hastens his word to perform it. He's eager to perform his word. He's eager to activate what you have said and perform his word in your life. And from there, Holy Spirit brought me to these suddenly experiences, different um, stories, different, different um, 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 events in the Bible that took place. But as I was looking at the suddenly experiences, Holy Spirit brought me to the scriptures or the words right before the actual suddenly and showed me how those things were actually more important than the actual suddenly. Amen. Amen. So these things, these things that happened in these people's lives, these things were not haphazard. You know, these were strategic. And the thing is, they manifested quickly, abruptly, without haste. That is one definition of suddenly, abruptly, without haste. And these people knew what they were doing to create their own suddenly experiences, and we can too. You know, a tree is not formed without a seed being planted. Amen? That's the law of sow and reap. So some of us, unfortunately, though, have been planting seeds with no faith expectation that an actual uh, harvest is supposed to come from that. Amen? Amen. What ha- farmer plants seeds in the ground and leaves them, forgets about them, doesn't even know where he plants it, doesn't even make an accounting for where he has planted seeds? And unfortunately, some of us in the church, even this, you know, operating under a spirit of religion, you're just planting seeds, but you're not naming them. You don't know where they are. You don't know how they're growing. You're not nurturing them. You don't know anything about those seeds. So they're just all over the place. There's no accounting. And as a result, you may miss out on your suddenly experience. You may miss out on and forfeit what God is trying to do in your life because you're not at the right place. You're not at the right time or you're not with the right mind frame. Amen. Amen. When God, before God moves suddenly, there is always a period of waiting. Amen. Whether it's short or long, you know, before manifestation, before suddenly there is a period of waiting and God is saying, what are you doing in that period? Are you waiting passively or are you waiting with, with expectancy? Amen. Amen. Because when you wait with expectancy, you won't miss it. But a lot of times we're waiting passively. That's our posture. We're not even anticipating. We're not even believing that that should spring forth like it should. Because remember, Jesus cursed that fig tree that did not grow fruit as it should. When you plant seed, fruit should come as a result. Amen? So are you preparing for your suddenlies? All right? So we're going to look at... Um, four accounts in the word. Amen. And two questions we're going to ask ourselves for each one is what was their suddenly experience? And then two, what happened right before what preceded their suddenly experience so that we can emulate and follow them. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start off in Acts, Acts chapter two. And I have my Bible here, but I'm not going to turn to it because I typed up all my scriptures right here. But if anybody ever wanted to challenge me for a Bible scripture finding, I won the award when I was like 13 years old. Like I was the fastest one to get to the scripture. <laughs> I think I had that trophy at home. It was like, I don't know what it was. It was my Mount Carmel Missionary Baptist Church, but I could find the quickest scriptures. <laughs> we should bring that back. That was good. <laughs> You had, you had to stand there with your hand on it, and then, like, they tell you the scripture, and then you turn to it real quick, and then step up and say it. That was good. Amen. 
All right, so Acts chapter 2, we're going to start off at verse 1. I'm going to read from the King James Version. And we know this, but let's look at this, like Pastor said, with new eyes. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And in verse 2, and suddenly, whenever you see suddenly, just underline that. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared upon them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right. So talk back to me. What were these believers suddenly experienced? What was their suddenly experience? Holy Spirit. All of them were filled. Amen. They all began to speak with new tongues. What came before that though? All on one accord in one place. Unity brought about their suddenly experience. Amen. Amen. And even when you read this, it's like, how do we really know they were all on one accord in one place? So a lot of times when I would read this before, I just thought, you know, maybe they're just there sitting quietly just all gathered together waiting for you know what Jesus had promised but in order for you to know that they're all in one accord they probably all were talking or praying or praising and saying the same things amen amen that's why you could identify that they were all on one accord that triggered their collective suddenly experience amen just like when we're here at the faith conference there was a collective collective suddenly experience in the house amen it was flowing from row to row aisle to aisle there was a collective because we were all on one accord we were all together in one place it's just like the word says if two or three are gathered he's with us and that the power of agreement if two of you agree on anything it shall be established or even like in the the tower of babel they were this is when you see how the enemy uses what God creates for for good he uses it for evil perverts it they were trying to create this tower and 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 it and they they and the Lord looked down and said they're all united they speak the same language and every nothing that they do shall be impossible for them so that's why he had to create division in the tongues in that place to stop them from doing something that, that that was creating an idol but 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 look look at what they were doing they were all on one accord in one place that's why the enemy tries to bring division into the church that's why he tries to bring division in your marriage no matter how small no matter how um, little or minute that's why he tries to bring division with your children or at your schools or at your neighbors he is trying to prevent the unity of being on one accord the power of being on one accord amen amen it's just, it's amazing how sometimes we, we, we don't realize the power of our fellowship together. You know, regardless of how many people are here, we, if we're all united, we're all on one accord. Hallelujah. There is nothing that can be impossible for us to see. Amen. Amen. So let's continue to walk through Acts. Let's turn to Acts 12. So for them being on one accord in one place triggered the suddenly. Let's look at Acts 12 and um, verse 5. We're going to look at Peter. Now, before we read the scripture, just to give you some background, 
Um, as, as we go through Acts, we see the church is growing and growing in stature. More believers are being added to the church daily. And the disciples faced much persecution as a result of this. And Peter is, is no exception. So when we, we're going to enter these scriptures in a moment of crisis... There's going to be a moment of crisis that has already, that's already taking place, but know that, 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 that's usually when you need a suddenly experience. Amen. When you're at a moment of crisis, when that's when you need a breakthrough. So Peter was facing persecution. James was already killed by, by the King Herod. And, um, (laughs) he was already killed. And also, um, and Peter was next in line. Peter was next in line. And the thing is, when we come to this scripture, we'll see why what happened right before the suddenly was very important. Amen? Amen. So Acts 12, verse 5, I'm going to read out the Amplified. So Peter was kept in prison, but fervent and persistent prayer for him was being made to God by the church. Fervent and persistent prayer for him was being made to God by the church. The very night before Herod was to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And sentries were in front of the door guarding the prison. And then verse 7, suddenly, suddenly, underline that, an angel of the Lord appeared beside him and a light shone in the cell. The angel struck Peter's side and awakened him saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Amen? Amen. So what was Peter's suddenly experience? He was free. Amen. He was prison. He was bound. There was security from the left to right to side. He was all covered in security, but he was free. What came before it? The fervent, persistent prayer of the church, of the believers. Amen? Amen. And and let's think about this situation. James was already killed by the sword. Peter was next. Why did they continue to pray persistently even though what they had seen before did not work? Because they probably prayed for James too. Amen? Amen. They were not dismayed by what happened before. They expected a new suddenly experience, hallelujah, for Peter, even though they did not necessarily see it in the past. Amen? Amen. And, it, and the thing is, there was no natural reason for them to be hopeful. King Herod was getting so much pleasure from the people by, by, uh, by persecuting the disciples that walked with Jesus. Yet it was because of their persistent prayers. They did not give up. They were not deterred. They continued in intercession. Amen. Intercession. Praying for Peter in his time of need. That's what triggered Peter's suddenly experience. Amen. Amen. So being united together in one accord, also fervent, persistent prayer, intercession, these things trigger suddenly experiences. Let's walk over a couple more chapters to Acts chapter 16. Amen. We're just building it up. Hallelujah. Acts 16 verse 22, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified. And again, we're, we're joining the scripture at a point of crisis for Paul and for Silas. 
Um, they, this was Paul's actual second missionary tour after his conversion, after his experience, suddenly experience with the Lord at the road. Amen. So, um, now we're joining them in verse 22. It says the crowd also joined in the attack against them and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them in order that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. After striking them many times with the rods, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison, dungeon, and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. But about midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly, amen, suddenly, there was a great earthquake so powerful that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. Amen? Amen. So you know I'm going to ask, what, were their, what was their suddenly experience? They were loose, amen, the chains were loose. And what came before that? They were singing praise, it's praises to God. Praise and worship were being lifted up to God. Amen. Just think about this situation. Amen. They were already beaten. Amen. They were already beaten. And they were um, chained together in this agonizing position, they said, with their feet in these stocks. What would you do? Would you wallow? (laughs) Would you complain? Would you be woe is me? Would you give up? Or would you sing us praise song to the Lord? Amen. Without any bands, without any music accompaniment, without any prompting. Amen. They could have based their future outcome on their present situation. Amen. But they chose not to. Hallelujah. They chose to realize their heavenly position seated in Christ as opposed to their position in a dungeon. Amen. Amen. They realized their heavenly position and their divine seat in heaven. Amen. That's what we need to do. Amen. You may not be in a jail, but you may be sitting in a chair dealing with bills, dealing with something that's broke down, dealing with problems at home, problems with your spouse, problems with your family. Do you see yourself seated in heavenly places? Amen. Or do you see yourself seated in that kitchen going through the bills or seated in that car with your fight with your husband? Do you see where you are. Amen. 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 The what, what preceded even before they were, Paul and Silas were in the dungeon. Amen. They lived a life at, at that time, you know, Paul's was shorter, but they lived a life of service and faith and action. Amen. That also proceeded. It wasn't just the, they didn't just come up with a praise song right then and there, just out of nowhere. Amen. They had already been singing praise songs, probably in more happier times. Amen. Amen. But if you can't even sing a praise song in a happy time when things are going well for you, how do you expect to sing a praise song? Amen. When you're in an agonizing situation. Amen. That's a sacrifice of praise. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. Some of us are even waiting, you know, sometimes we're waiting on that suddenly to happen before we walk fully in what God has called us to do. Amen. You're waiting for that promotion. You're waiting for that marriage. You're waiting for that job. When God is calling you to step out now, even before you're suddenly and praise him. Amen. How many of you have done laps before you actually saw it in your hand? Amen. 
Amen. It's, it's, it's one thing to run after you already got the raise, but can you run into anticipation, expectation for the raise? Amen. Amen. And think about this. This was not an ordinary earthquake. I researched this. Although earthquakes were common in that region, think about what happened. It loosened their shackles, but it only shook the foundation of the prison, did not break or tear the foundation of the prison. What kind of earthquake does that? That loose, just loose all the prisoners' shackles, but does not destroy the building. Amen. Amen. God is telling you that even, even your praise, even in the midst of your most agonizing circumstances, you can trigger your suddenly experience that he can break your chains without breaking you. Amen. God can break the chains that you are dealing with without destroying the body, the temple, hallelujah, which lives Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He did not demolish the building. He only loosed them. And then just think about this. They're suddenly, Paul and Silas suddenly triggered even other people's suddenlies around them. You know, the other prisoners were watching them, marveling probably, wondering why they're singing praise and worship songs. And then if you read on later, the jailer, hallelujah, that was even keeping them was like, what must I do to be saved? Amen. Amen. So they're suddenly triggered a whole bunch of other suddenlies. Amen. Amen. That's what God can do and wants to do, eagerly wants to do in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 5. Amen. Suddenly experiences. Amen. And this is, we're going to start at verse 25 out of the King James Version. And we're going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Amen. So verse 25 out of Mark 5. And it says, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, you can put in suddenly there, straightway, suddenly, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that he that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Amen. So what was this woman suddenly? Healing. Total, complete healing. What came before it? She confessed, she believed in her heart first, and then she responded with corresponding actions. She know she didn't just think, oh, if I could touch his him, I'll be whole, and then just say, that's nice, and just let him walk by. No, she actually did something about that, amen? Amen, and let's really break this down, because there are so many lessons in this. She could have easily missed out on her suddenly. Why? Because she was in a hopeless situation. Twelve years... 
And this is say issue of blood. That tries to make it sound, you know, like you just got a blood clot. This was hemorrhaging, constant blood flowing all the time. Like I have dealt with fibroids in the past and they uterine fibroids and it would make your cycle heavy for like two or three days. So lots of blood for two or three days. I can't imagine 12 years of continuous blood. I know, I know none of the men can imagine anyway, cause they already like, <laughs> but 12 years and of hemorrhaging, this was, and then not just that, but going to a long succession of doctors and each time it got worse than when she first came in using up all her money. Amen. Like, like put yourself in your shoes. Would you even have enough faith to reach out to Jesus? This was considered an unclean woman in that time. They didn't have tampons and maxi pads. Amen. They didn't even let her in the temple. They didn't even let her in the temple. She couldn't even go to a religious service because she was considered unclean. How can you not even go to church to receive your healing? But she's heard of Jesus and she saw him. Amen. And she seized her opportunity. She took advantage of what she had seen. Amen. Because a lot of times you're in a desperate situation. Sometimes when we're in desperate situations, it doesn't push us to action or to fruitful action. A lot of times when we're in desperate situations, we're just more miserable and pitiful and woe is me. She could have been that person. But she pressed through, even though it was against protocol, even though she may have gotten in trouble. She what? And I think what she heard about Jesus was not just that was he was a healer, but that he was full of mercy. Amen. So that even though it was against protocol for her to reach up and touch the timid garden, she knew that he would still love her the same. Amen. 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 She didn't act pitiful. Like, you know, in John 5, that man that was at that, 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 that water in Bethesda, and he kept saying, oh, everybody keep going ahead of me, and he was just waiting for it to happen. She aggressively pursued the press. Are you willing to press to see your suddenlies in your life? Amen? Amen. She had enough faith to take advantage of that. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and the thing is, you know, I think it takes faith even to go to multiple doctors, especially if it keeps getting worse. Cause I don't think her faith was in the doctors. They were failing. I think her faith was in God. Amen. Amen. I think it takes faith because a lot of times we don't even want to go to a doctor because we're scared of receiving the negative report. Just the negative report is not the truth of your situation. That is just a fact along the way that it should trigger your prayer life to change so that it manifests your, so your body manifests the truth of God. The, the fact is you may have a negative report. The truth is you're healed by his stripes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, you know, we may not think, oh, you know, you're going to all these doctors, you're spending all this money. You're, you're not having faith. I think she had faith that each time this situation was going to change. She was living an expectant life, you know, and just think about it. She had constant bleeding. That, that means you're weak. You are anemic. Amen. Amen. You know, they didn't have iron pills back then, you know? But she pressed, you know, she did not care. She pressed through that situation, you know, and, 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 and when I think about it, you know, she said, if I may touch him in his garment, I may be made whole. 
Notice she didn't say, I'll feel a little bit better today. I'll be able to live with this condition for the rest of my life. I'll, you know, something lower than total complete healing. She expected total complete healing. Amen. Just from a man that she heard about. Amen. And we have this Bible, hallelujah, where we can hear, where, cause faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We are constantly hearing about what God can do. What is our problem? Amen. What are we willing to press our way into? The healer is already here. The sacrifice has already been made. What is our problem? Amen. She was in a posture of expectancy because she was out in the crowd and saw him and immediately sprung into action. You got to be in a posture of expectancy because a suddenly can occur after years and years and years of waiting and standing in faith. Amen. But when that suddenly opportunity appears, you better seize it. You better control, take control of it. Amen. She did not give up. You know, I was in a posture of expectancy when I was waiting to be married. Every day I would wake up, whether I believed it or not, and said, I may meet my husband today. I may go, you know, start dating my husband. And I didn't have no reason to say that or believe that because the day before was the same. But I lived in a posture of expectancy. And all it took was one day. Amen. And it happened. Amen. Amen. She took advantage of a situation. It's just like when you see a good deal, a good deal at the store. Like I went to the Carson's Clearance Center. Amen. That's the will of God for Christmas. Because everybody that's watching got something from there. Amen. It was, it was $10 for men's sweaters. Sweaters that were probably normally like $30, $40. They were all $10. And then it was 50% off on top of that. For $50. You know when you see a good sale. Amen. You pounce on it. You get you you get excited. Like I didn't even have a cart. I'm holding this in my hand. I'm sweating. I'm tired, but I don't care. Because this was a good deal. I was taking advantage of it. Amen. I wasn't gonna let them sweaters stay there. That, that that's like eight people's presents right there. $50. <laughs> Oh, it's in Skokie, the one near me. <laughs> Morton Grove, Skokie area. But, but that's how we need to be with the word of God. When you see something, amen, you need to pounce on it. You need to seize it and grab it in prayer. Amen. Amen. She aggressively pursued through action what her faith pushed her to do. Hallelujah. And she saw her suddenly moment and had enough faith to take it. She acted on what she had heard about Jesus and she believed it to be true. Ask yourself, are there promises from God's word that you expect to happen suddenly? Because if you're not expecting them, you're not in the right posture. Amen. It makes no point to pray and not believe. Amen. Amen. So why did these people suddenly happen? We went through them because they were triggered through the word of God, through prayers, through praise, through action. God hastens his words performance. So let's turn there. Jeremiah 1, 11, 12. Amen. <laughs> That's 
sales so good and everybody should be happy in there. And unfortunately, there was people that were still complaining at the front trying to get some. I'm just like, see, they, they don't, they ain't recognize they suddenly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> so Jeremiah 111, um, let's read out of King James first. It says, moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast seen well, well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And in the Amplified, verse 12, it says, then the Lord said unto me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. Amen. Actively watching. Have you ever been expectantly waiting for something or watching something? Like I can't do that with my Packers this year because they pitiful. But when you expectantly watching a game that, that you really like, you're rooting for them. You know, I don't want to mess up, but you sit on the edge of your seat. You know, you're almost ready to jump up and cheer. That's how you, the posture that you're supposed to be in. Amen. God is watchful over his word. He is alert and active over his word. And not only that, he has the angels that are ready to carry out his plans from his word. So what does hasten mean? Hasten means quick to do something, move or travel hurriedly or cause something to happen sooner than it otherwise would. And that's what brings us to the almond tree, which I'm going to break down in a second. So hasten also means to speed up, accelerate, quicken, um, precipitate, advance, hurry on, step up, spur on, catalyze. You know, so almond trees, this is what in Jeremiah the Lord is referencing. He's like, you know, well, what do you see there? What do you see there? And for the Hebrew name for an almond tree or almond is shaped or to watch wakeful, hastening. So this is because almond trees blossom usually before the time that other trees blossom. The, the flowers blossom usually in January or February when other trees, usually it takes a little bit longer than that. And, and so the flowers blossom before the leaves do. So God was saying, I see it. He was waiting for that blossom to come forth. He was like, I see it. I see it. Just like he waits for that word. He's just waiting for you to say something. Amen. He's waiting for you to say something out of here. Amen. And, and, and the, the trees, they begin to flower well before their natural time. There are so many things that God is trying to give you before the natural time that people would think or expect you should receive them. Amen. Amen. That God is trying to give you something great. Hallelujah. And he doesn't necessarily want you to go through all the waiting channels that everybody else, he's outside of the world system. Amen. 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 So, so they flower early. That's different from that fig tree that Jesus cursed because he cursed it because there wasn't any fruit. It was only leaves. In this case, this almond tree, there were fruit blossoms or uh, flower blossoms and no leaves yet. Amen. So he had seen what the fruit was already. That's what God does in his word. He hastens to perform his word. You know, God already sees it just at the beginning. Just when you think it's premature, you think, you know, you just, you, you, you're just stepping out in faith. You're unsure. You, you know, he sees it. He seizes it and he already springs into action to perform it. Amen. Amen. 
What God start, he will started in your life, he will finish. So there's so many scriptures, and we won't go over them all. I'm just going to list a few for you that talks about how God looks over his word. Romans 9, 28 says that the Lord will execute his word upon the earth. He will conclude his dealings with mankind completely and without delay. We know Isaiah 55, 11, so shall the word go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. But let's turn to Ezekiel 12. This is one of my favorites. Ezekiel 12, um, chapter 12, verse 25. And we can read it out of the King James. Excuse me. Is there a little feedback coming? Yeah. Snare drum, anybody know how to turn it off? Or? <laughs> oh, you can't? All right. Anyway, we almost there. All right, so Ezekiel twelve twenty five, King James, it says, For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall no, be no more prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, saith the Lord God. And verse 26, again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, The vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesieth of the times that are far off. Verse 28, Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, There shall none of my words be prolonged any more, but the word which I have spoken shall be done saith the Lord. I love this scripture because this is where, this is when you're in the waiting period for your suddenly and you can declare there shall no longer his word be prolonged, no longer his word be delayed in my life. It shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away before his words shall not pass away. Amen. Amen. So, so let's go into what how or how we should maintain the correct posture for our suddenly, suddenlies or suddenly experience. Amen? Amen. So the first thing we should do, as we've seen through the scriptures, is remain prayerful. Remain prayerful. And then it's key, as remaining prayerful, rely on Holy Spirit to help you in your prayers and guide you with instructions. Amen? Holy Spirit will help you pray when you know not. And a lot of times when we're in this anticipation for the suddenly, we don't know how it's going to come about or how it's going to look. You need Holy Spirit to help you pray to see it manifest into your life. Amen? Amen. We had someone in our small group who um, complained all year about her job and just, you know, oh, this job is bad. I don't even know what I want to do anymore. I may need to go back to school. I may need to change careers. I may do all this stuff. And then Holy Spirit one day, so she was going through emails and like many of you probably delete all your spam messages immediately. Don't even look at them. Like I just do, you know, click the box all and just delete. Holy Spirit told her that one day, go through your spam messages Because she heeded Holy Spirit's instructions, there was an email for a job that she had applied to asking, requesting an interview the next day. Now, had she not been alert, had she not been in tune with Holy Spirit, she would have deleted that email, never called them, and they would have just moved on. Amen? But she heeded Holy Spirit's instructions. Amen? And not only did she go to the job interview, she got the job. Amen? 
Amen. So that's what relying on Holy Spirit. My husband um, with his business has to rely on Holy Spirit. There was a time where there was a contractor and he had lined up to do all this work. And at the last minute, they dropped out and he needed somebody really the next day. And Holy Spirit helped him um, find um, search for just random contractors to go in and Prayerfully, thankfully, one of those ended up being not only um, available for the job, but cheaper, less than what the other one was. Amen? Amen. So we have to remain prayerful and rely on Holy Spirit to help us as we are in this preparation for our suddenlies. Second, we got to start to praise God before we see it. Amen? Think about Paul and Cyrus. Praise God in the midst of your circumstances. Amen. Not all, it, it, it seems hard at first because I've done it and you feel, you know, you feel a little like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there like that. Oh, you know, whatever. But once you start to do it, you know, it's going to not only make you feel, you know, physically better, mentally better in that season, it's going to push you to your suddenly experience. Amen. Amen. Third thing, live in expectancy. You know, sometimes we always say, oh, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, why can't we say we're waiting for God to show himself strong in our life? Why does that have to be something that we're waiting for that's negative? Amen? Amen. When God can be a part of your suddenly experience right now, that's what you could be waiting for. So live in expectancy. Live with alert, sober-minded, ready that at any moment, whatever circumstance or situation that's bothering you can change just like that, just like that in a moment in time. God can do more in a moment, in a day than we can do in a lifetime. Amen? So surrender to, to him. Surrender it to him. Amen. Fourth thing we need to do is stay in faith. Stay in faith. We got to stop relying and trusting our senses. You know, and a lot of times what we do is we try to look for additional signs after God has already spoken. Amen. And signs and senses are going to cause you to be on a roller coaster up and down all the time because they're temporary. That means they're subject to change. They will always change. You know, sometimes, um, a lot of times we think, oh, you know, I'm just trying to be sure, you know, so that's why you're looking for another sign. That's really you operating outside of faith because faith means you don't need another sign. Amen. Faith is God has spoken. So therefore I believe. Amen. Amen. So even like with us trying to start a family, at first I would try to look for every different little sign like, oh, you know, I'm bloated today. Let me look that up. Or, oh, you know, I'm hot today. Let me look that up. And I was driving myself crazy looking up all this stuff or whatever. When I'm like, you know, this time I ain't going to look up nothing. I'm just going to go through life. Stuff going to happen. I'm just going to be like, okay, that's different. But I'm not going to look it up. Because... <laughs> Because your senses, that, that's not, that's not trusting God. And I want to be like, I'm trusting God, believing God that I'm already pregnant with these babies. Amen. Amen. That's what faith will allow you to do. Put yourself out there. I have stood before this platform many times and put myself out there and said things that you probably don't even want to say out loud to yourself by yourself. But I'm trusting and believing God that my hope in him will not be disappointed. That what I'm saying, he shall fully carry through. Amen. 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 Surety comes from the word of God, not by what you see. Amen. And the last thing, yeah, the last thing that we need to do is quickly gather contrary thoughts and cast them down. 
Amen. Because your mind, you know, I looked it up. They said we have between 12 and 50,000 thoughts that come across our mind in a day. Like it don't even make sense. The amount of thoughts, like and little thoughts, because you may not even realize have most of them are senseless, nonsensical. Amen. Amen. But second Corinthians 10, um, we know this 10, um, chapter 10, verse four and five, it says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. We have to respond quickly when negative thoughts enter into our head. Amen. Because research even says that sometimes 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative. That means that's void of God's word if they're negative. Amen. Amen. Most of those thoughts are lies from the enemy, nonsense, guilt, your past, shame, all of that stuff, fantasy, fear, the future, whatever, all of those things. We have to make a conscious effort to make sure that those thoughts are in line with Philippians 4, 8. You know, thoughts, we got to make sure our thoughts are true. We got to make sure our thoughts are honest. We got to make sure our thoughts are pure. That our thoughts are just, lovely, good report, virtuous, full of praise. You know what kind of thoughts are not those? And you probably have thought them today. Thoughts of lies, negative thoughts, dishonest thoughts, deceptive thoughts, secretive thoughts, controlling thoughts, manipulative thoughts, unclean, sinful, and filthy thoughts, feelings and thoughts of victimization, self-pity. Um, distrusting thoughts, comparing self-righteousness, debating with God, demanding justice for yourself, self-centeredness, ugly, impatient thoughts, self-hatred, hardness, unloving thoughts, gossip, accusing thoughts, slander, judgment, criticism, bad reports, blasphemy, malice, anger, profanity, cowardly thoughts, proud for thoughts, unthankful thoughts, doubt, unbelief, fear, and isolation. If you had any of those thoughts, you got to cast them out immediately. Amen. Amen. Because a lot of times, because we don't know how it really operates. It's like you driving in your car and somebody cuts you off and you have a thought. That's not the thought you need to have about that person. Amen. That's one of those thoughts you need to capture. Amen. Or a lot of times we turn it internal to ourselves. You know, oh, I'm worthless. I'm useless. Oh, I can't do this. God doesn't want you to have those thoughts either. Amen. You're not helping anybody by having those thoughts. Amen. You are only sowing thoughts that are unfruitful in your life. And whatever you sow, you will reap. Amen. So we are living in a time of the suddenlies where the norm in our lives should be the miraculous, should be the miracle signs and wonders. We shall see the manifestation of Amos 9, 13 in our life. God is able to move things quickly as, and as we operate under a spirit and atmosphere of faith. Amen. Amen. So even before I was studying this message, but, um, Maybe, yeah, after the faith conference, I started um, making up a little song. And I'm just going to sing like the little, oh, it's not a whole song. It's just like a chorus and a, and a, little, <laughs> and a little bridge or whatever. But it relates to this message um, that I've been talking about tonight. Amen? And normally I do it with my guitar, but I don't, I'll just sing it a cappella. So let's see. All right. So I don't even have a name for it, but. You are the Lord of immediately. 
You are the God of suddenly. You are the Lord of the harvest. Now you speak. Now you speak to me. You are the Lord of immediately. This is our prayer. You are the God of suddenly. You are the Lord of the harvest. Now you speak. Now you speak to me. One thing on the heels after the other. No longer will my words be prolonged. Everywhere you look, blessings like wine, blessings like wine, blessings like wine. One thing on the heels after the other. No longer will my words be prolonged. Everywhere you look, blessings like wine. Blessings like wine, for I'm expectant for my breakthrough. I'm expectant for a harvest. I'm expectant for a move of God. Suddenly, suddenly, I'm expectant for my breakthrough. I'm expectant for a harvest. I'm expectant for a move of God. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly's a season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. It's the season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. It's the season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. It's the season of suddenly's. Season of suddenly's. Season of suddenlies. Amen. Even as we lift up that prayer to you, Lord, we thank you that in this season of suddenlies, with arms outstretched, we believe, Lord God, hallelujah, that we can trigger, hallelujah, we can activate the suddenlies in our life. We thank you, Lord God, that we will remain in this constant heightened and expectant faith, Lord God, even as we end this year and even as we move into 2018, because there is many, there are many things that we need to accomplish and do for your kingdom, Father God. So we thank you that you will accelerate, hallelujah, hallelujah, you will accelerate and activate, hallelujah, the things in our lives so that you can propel us forward, hallelujah, to accomplish the call on our life, Father God. We thank you, we glorify you, we bless you in Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen.